Hello. Uh, <laughs> weird time to be jumping in, I know. As I'm sure all of you are well aware, we are in the middle of a, of a moment here in the United States. There's a lot going on. Things are optimistic and tragic and, and hard and difficult, and there's honestly too much to, to talk about and infinitely more that I'm just simply not qualified to talk about. But given that we're a, a monthly show, we are simply not able to address a lot of these things by design. We never really wanted to be a topical show. But as I was finishing up the edit for this episode today, the day that it's releasing, uh, I just didn't feel right without addressing it and just expressing our solidarity as a show. I, I know I can speak for James and myself when I say that we are mourning the loss of George Floyd and the, the tragic, despicable way that he was lost. And we stand with those that are oppressed. We want to come together and say that black lives do matter. Um, that's a message that we think we should all be able to get behind. I hate to see a lot of people letting that phrase get bogged down in politics and, and things that people have done associated with that phrase. The message is simple. It's black lives matter. And they have not always mattered to everyone, nor clearly do they now? So we want to stand with them. We want to stand with that community. We are with you. We mourn with you. We hope that this show, whether you listen to it in the midst of all this or months, years down the road, can be some source of distraction and, and help to you in whatever minuscule way. I'm running out of things to say. I don't know really how to properly express the gravity of the situation we're dealing with here, uh, and I, I'm sure that's evident, but I don't know. I think I've expressed what I need to express here. We stand with you. We mourn with you. We are appalled, and we hope and pray for a better future.
Mill. My name is Quentin Irie. And I'm James King. And this is an exercise in living thoughtful and thoroughly examined lives. It starts... <laughs> you said starts it again! It starts each episode. No, let's take that again. You're going to catch me on it. Okay. The people at home can try to say this, but it is hard. It starts each episode when one of us brings a topic that the other has not yet heard, and we explore that event or feeling or idea or plan or passion or really any subject that deserves intentional reflection. Then it's all you. You can listen, engage, help us with our lives, and if you choose, embark on this journey with us and dare to live thoughtfully in our community of like-minded people. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to the show where <laughs> Quentin and I sit on the couch after watching but com James, comedy specials. That's not our show. We don't usually talk in person. What? could you be referring to this is the first ever episode recorded in the same room with both of us together which is really how it should be done should be although if there's a remarkable drop in audio quality that's the reason because <laughs> we have never done this and this is a totally new system do you think there will be i think it probably won't be totally as good as it usually is but I mean, it's not practical like to record in two separate locations. I know. No, I know. no one does that. People do. We yeah, do. but it's rare. I mean, like most Whatever. most legitimate podcasts record in the. So place. what are you doing in my home, James? Were you invited? Um, I don't understand. Well, I, mean, I, was, I was hoping bring I was, the people up to speed. I was hoping I was going to be able to stay here like for for a while. Oh, geez. So um, you have to talk to my wife about that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to find a way to kind of breach it to you, and I figured the best time to do it would be you know when we were recording a, a podcast. <laughs> You know, that Just is one on. of the great advantages of a spouse that no one talks about, is you always have someone to fall back <laughs> on when you don't want to do something. It's like a polite way to let people down. You just be like, oh, I'll, I'll ask the wife. Right, right. I'll see what but she thinks. Sure. Sorry. Uh, you know, sure. it was the wife. She what am I no. going to do? Right, right. The old ball and chain. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, adult version of my mom said we can't come outside. Or my mom yeah. said, of course, in that case, you it's usually would is rather, your mom. Yeah. Right, you would rather go out. Now you can. Now you can use. Did it. you ever try that? Did you ever tell your friend your mom wouldn't let you, even though you were totally I mean, allowed and you just didn't like that? Usually, kid? I wanted to, but my mom wouldn't let me, so it was like a real thing. I don't, exactly. I don't know if I use it as an excuse. Unless See, I use it as an excuse. I'll be like, really. "Sorry, guys. Sorry, I would if I could. You don't know how bummed I am." I say it with that tone too. <laughs> really and truly. <laughs> now, most of my neighbors were pretty cool growing up. We we all got along, so it was pretty nice to hang out. But we were we had the old you know dark when it's dark come inside rule, so we were older, so. It's a very mellow. It's a very mellow episode. You cannot make fun of me. He, so you, what you people don't know, what James thought I was gonna let him get away with, because he's a son of a bitch, is I've been using the word mellow all day today. We've been we've been work, we took, we got a pretty the, good work in today. It's the word of the day. It's been a pretty good Mellow's, work day today. I okay, guess. sure. I mean, we, right? didn't, we didn't complete anything, but sure. But we did we did work. Yeah, and we we've, we've been working since we woke up till now, and now we're working. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, that's true. But. And all, but all day I've been talking about how I'm just kind of in a mellow mood. You are. And you James has too. given me no end of shit for that. <laughs> so here's and the now thing. You're gonna, we're going to start recording thing. and you're going to steal my words. Here's the thing with you, though. Like, you can see, like, oh, yeah, I'm not tired. I, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever. Like, you, you were the same way yesterday. And you don't, you're, oh, I don't know if I have enough energy. <laughs> I'm too weak. I don't know if I have I'm sorry that I'm in a permanently mellow state. You're not That's always not like that, me. though. You're like you're like especially <laughs> tired right now or something. Can't quite put my finger on it, but you won't. I admit think it. I think my work schedule has put me in a more mellow state than normal. Your work schedule, okay. Right now, I'm pulling like 13 and a half to 14 hours a day. Ugh. Yeah, it's not. Ugh. It's not. Uh, it's not good. Ugh. Is that every day except for Sunday? 
Uh, it's Monday through Friday. Friday. Okay. And then Saturdays are kind of... Mellow? <laughs> Mellow. <laughs> no, they're, they're more free-flowing. Sure. Uh, I usually don't set an alarm, but I, once I wake up, I try to get some stuff done. Sounds pretty Since mellow. quarantine started, I've been taking that time to spend, to spend with family, though. We started a blood feud in the last episode, mm-hmm. and we have no idea what's going to happen with that yet. Because... Looking forward to that. I think I saw someone sneaking around in the bushes outside. Yeah, right. Maybe well, they don't. I, they're probably not because they don't know that it's happened yet. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm already on edge. I'm yeah, getting on edge in advance. I don't want them pulling me into this, man. I'm gonna make it very clear. This is your your battle. I don't know. You seem very. You were you were laying on them in the last one. Yeah, maybe maybe I can't sell that <laughs> after all. <laughs> so we'll see how that blood feud situation works out. But if you're curious as to why. After whatever, I'm sure, dramatic rebuttal franchise fatigue had for us, oh, sure. we are now not responding in that episode, in this episode. Right. It's because we have no idea what it is. We recorded this way in advance. Probably because it wasn't worth responding to, we're being honest. <laughs> oh, so. advanced burn. <laughs> whatever it said, yeah, I know. This is, this is a, it's a preemptive burn. <laughs> whatever they said was probably not, not worth our time. So oh, my gosh. We, we strike first, and we, we strike We last. strike hard. Let's see. What do we have? What we have? Roast Austin. We have roast Austin. Ooh, I got a good one for you, man. And, I a, and well, do we, I have one for you today? But wait, before we get into that, okay. as I'm sure the people have heard now, yes, and have probably just come from hearing, we have a jingle for roast Austin now. We do. We're very it's excited. Exciting. We had it in the last episode. It's back now. Tell the people a little bit about how that came to be, because that's a dope story. The Roast Austin jingle, which you will hear in a minute. <laughs> I'm sure they've already heard it by now. Have they already heard I it? mean, I'm talking okay. to my editing self in the future, the roast, but I bet they've heard it. This is, this is already messing with my mind. It's like time travel. <laughs> uh, the Roast Austin jingle that you may or may not have already heard actually comes from just clips from our show. So it's all original content, I think, except with the exception of piano. Yeah, well, my wife, yes, Danielle, provided contributed by... some instruments to it yes. and kind of made it flow together. Our, our, in-house, together. our in-house composer. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the result was quite was quite great. Way so, better than I thought it would be. Definitely. Because it was kind of just an improv. Like, we, we found, well, we found the beat first. Yes. It was just you, like, coughing after a sentence or something. Yeah, I think it was. or clearing my throat. Yeah, and we were like, it. that's kind of nice. And we'd already been talking about doing the jingle. Right. And then we just riffed our way. Into like a full little song thing, <laughs> and it's like it was I'm like great, super happy. It was with perfect. It. And now I'm kind of hoping that uh, that Austin doesn't doesn't find it, so we have a couple more times to maybe I don't know even touch it up a little bit more. Yeah, keep keep planning. I'm, it's catchy once you get it in your head. I love it. So, so um, anyway, I wanted to get that out there. Yeah, just because you know it's, it'd be weird to just drop it in with no explanation. Maybe this will be the start of your songwriting career. There you go. I'm gonna so, get rich and famous off that instead of podcasting. Without further ado, roast Austin. Drum roll. Insert drum I'm not going to drum roll. No. Insert a drum roll. I'm just going to make you look like an idiot. I'm the one editing this. I'm the one editing this. I'll look. Awesome. I have final cut. I'll, I'll clear final that. Cut. Um, this week for Roast Austin, we have, a, we have a rare personal interaction. Almost. Almost personal interaction. So now that I'm back in town, you know, I'm back in Austin where Austin lives. Um, <laughs> How funny so, is that? Yeah, pretty funny, right? So That's um, peak dad joke material. So I find out through a mutual friend that um, Austin may or may not be having a surprise birthday party. Now, keep in mind, this mutual friend was someone who used to work with me at the Capitals in all the same circles. I was like, well, geez, where's the invite for old James? You know, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe this is just like a, 
a closed party or maybe it was just like we only had a certain amount of people, which doesn't mm -hmm. really make it a whole lot better because I was like, well, I mean, I should have made the cut, right? So come to find out, they just forgot to invite me. Ouch. So to be fair to Austin, it was technically a surprise party. So quote unquote, quote which unquote. I asked and was told it really wasn't a surprise party. <laughs> but um, for the sake of, of giving Austin a little bit of grace, we'll, we'll, we'll say it was a surprise party. Man. Either way, old James did not, did not make the cut. Did for the not invite. get the invite. So, so this really goes brutal. to support our theory from the last episode. Austin's that, just a bad person. Yeah, just a bad human being <laughs> more than anything. Right. And cringy tweets aside. It's gone, it's gone from cringy tweets and, and unliked memes to now being stood up. So, I mean, I just, honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next episode it's revealed that he was a serial killer all along. <laughs> like That just seems like the logical uh, progression of where we're at. We'll have to take the jingle out or we'll at least have to make it a little more sinister. Otherwise, it seems, <laughs> seems a little uh, in bad taste. Add some minor chords in right. there and really <laughs> spice it up. So yeah, so James is not getting invited. I just sent, I sent, uh, I sent his girlfriend who was organizing the party just a bunch of like the Drake Bell. Anyway, he didn't get he invited to Josh yes, Beck's wedding. Yes, yes, yes. Why were you so upset that he didn't invite you? It wasn't so. I wasn't like so upset. It was just kind of weird. I was like, man, I don't know. We're, we're bros. We've been friends for twenty years. I mean, we, I mean, we've spent majority of our lives together. And yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was. So, um, we'll have to see what happens next. Austin has the only power to resolve this situation. Well, I, for one, will stay tuned. So, this week, last week, well, last month, we, uh... <laughs> the constant mistake. Yes, I know. I'm just, at this point, I, I don't even know. I don't even, whatever. Um, last <laughs> month, we had, uh, we had me, I brought the topic last month. Um, and so as, as we do, we, we switch off, you know, you know how that is how the show works. That's, that's how, it, how you're it, really leading me in strong that's here. That's how it be, what it do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, every week we alternate, I guess with the exception being, if we have a guest on the Correct. show, we kind of take a pause. So, yeah. which hopefully we'll have some more here pretty soon. Um, but in the meantime, you're stuck with us. So this week, my illustrious co-host arrogantly swirling his, Wine glass. How do you arrogantly swirl I bourbon? Know, but you're finding you you found a way to do it. I can <laughs> swirl the, bourbon better than you. You're, you're the only person that knows how to do it. All okay. Right. So, um. Anyway, I don't know what the, the the what the hell you want to talk about. Smooth as butter. The. No, that's the wrong word. <laughs> Man, I tried to give you. I gave you the strongest lead in I could. No, you, you did not. You freaking butchered it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so obviously we're living in a pretty unique, interesting time. Yes. We've we've for right now it looks like we've survived quarantine. Uh, as of when we're recording, Governor Abbott has just lifted the first part of quarantine. We're in phase one of reopening everything. Twenty five percent. Exactly. Trump has said that he's gonna let states deal with it as they see fit. What do you think of these the color of these boxers? <laughs> <laughs> They look like boxers. Do you think they look like something an old person would wear? Um, no, they don't. I mean, they an old person might wear them. 
Why are your shorts so short? Dude? I don't think they're exclusively that way. It's just how much they're riding up in your last crack. This is the last time I borrow shorts. From you. <laughs> You're like a foot taller than me. There's no excuse. <laughs> Gym shorts are one size fits all. Anyway, go ahead. It's false. Yeah, yeah, I was in the middle of something there. Go ahead. There. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, Trump said that he's going to leave it in the control of states, so we're going to see, hopefully, kind of a movement out of it. And by virtue of the fact that we are, although you wouldn't know from how we talk about it, we are a monthly podcast. We haven't really talked a ton about it, and honestly, I'm a little bit sick of a lot of the dialogue around it, but at the same time, it's a big deal. It's something significant that's happened. It's affected us, so I think it would be really helpful to have uh, just a COVID episode, one where we could get our thoughts out about it in one place, and it's there. And then never talk about it again. Exactly. I'm sure it'll come up in bits and pieces, but I don't really want it to be the focus of right, anything right. ever again yeah, I agree. because it's been talked to death yeah. and for some of the other work that I do talk reporting on news in my local community I have to talk about it every day and even that like I have become what I hate in that because <laughs> what am I supposed to say like every day I just have to get on the air you know what it's hard it's tough we're going to get through it right exactly I stand by it but at the same time, it gets exhausting having to just say that over and over again. Oh, yeah. And the conversation gets stale very fast. So I want to just make this the COVID episode. And if people are interested in how this affected our lives and, and what's going on, then this will be very clearly titled and they can see that. And if not, we'll see you in the next one. Don't worry about it. Right, right. I don't know, man. You, you I've, cool with that? I've made it a point to like avoid talking about any of that in my, in my social media. Oh, in your social media. Because everyone else does, you know. And I'm exactly. Like, well, that's... I try to post memes and stuff because I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, everyone and their dog has already given their opinion on what they think should happen and the constitutionality of it and what Trump's mm-hmm. doing and what everyone else in the other parts of the of the world are doing if they're doing a better job than us. And I'm just like, oh my God, who the hell cares? And that's the thing too is like this, this is not a a forum for any and all covid topic like i don't really care for the sake of this podcast i don't care about your opinions about how other countries have handled it i want to know about how it's affected you personally how it's affected your career how it's affected your your school life like what are the personal impacts that's what this show is about right and i don't know you're still you're still getting pretty consistent work mr 14 hour work day (laughs) yeah um Yeah, no, that's true. I think that's probably the the side of things that I've been affected the least on. The work that I do in the morning is considered essential. Mm -hmm. So I've still been able to do that. I still go into the office, all that. The work that I do for the latter half of the day, I have to do from home. So I've been doing that for the last however long, like a month, I guess. Right. And that's been weird, but it's good. I've had to kind of shimmy things around in order to fill the necessary hours and make sure I'm getting paid the same amount. But it's been successful, and I don't see any reason for that to stop. Right. So in that way, in the financial sense, we've definitely been blessed. We've been protected. Uh, it helped that our our tax refund came in right in the middle of everything. Sure. And then we got the stimulus check. So we had stuff to fall back on. Right. So financially, it hasn't been stressful. And seeing how a lot of people have been affected by that, the financial side of things like right. that makes me just extremely grateful that that was our situation because it very easily could not have been we're definitely my family's definitely in the the income tier that has been kind of ravaged by mm. this thing so it very easily could have been us 
So that side of it was good. Staying home more or less is fine. It's, I think we talked about this a little bit last time. It might have gotten cut though. Um, but I'm pretty, pretty ambiverted. I lean introverted slightly, but it, I could go either way. So being able to stay home and spend time with family is good and I don't mind it. I'm still getting work done. I think the biggest thing in terms of like a real effect, because so far I've just been talking for a while about how it really hasn't hurt me that much. It, the biggest thing is to see the the way that peop, other people are handling it and the just the response is kind of astounding in a lot of ways and, and, and in good and bad ways. You know, on the one hand, it's been really cool to see people rally together in ways that that I've never seen in my life, my, my admittedly limited experience. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stupid that came out as a result of it. And a lot of people, both leaders and non, that have done really stupid stuff very publicly as a result of this. Yeah. And it, so it's like this kind of balancing act of your faith in humanity and how we can handle stuff like that. But I'm, I'm exceptionally curious to, to see how we move forward with this and what the world looks like from here. Because as much as I would like to say that we'll just bounce back and it'll be the same as it was before, I feel like there's going to be a very distinct pre and post corona thing. Well, that's what everybody's talking about, too. I think it'll be a while before we get to a post corona mindset. Mm. Because, like, I mean, even, even after this is quote unquote cleared, I don't think people are going to resume normal life for a long time yeah i don't i just don't i mean i can't wrap my head around a reality in which in less than a year we're going to go back to completely normal like no masks in public um no shields for the cashiers not you know this obsessive hand washing which i guess is good to do but I mean, it's not a bad thing <laughs> but i just it's hard for me to see a reality in which that doesn't go away for at least two years i would yeah. say you know restaurant capacities probably especially private restaurants they can make that call for themselves but it's just interesting to see i mean even for me going back to school that's the one thing i'm thinking about you know like i don't know what's going to happen in the fall if i'm gonna have to go back or not yeah so you know that's something that you have to consider but also these colleges are taking a bath on their on their funds because you either have a people that aren't coming back or b like i was talking to um, a friend of mine from high school she was thinking about going to Campbell actually and um, may have to like hold off on that decision to do college just because of the nature of everything right now it's just so yeah so it's affecting a lot of people's lives and I especially feel really bad for seniors that are they don't don't get to walk because I was thinking about that for me you know it could have easily been me if I would have done one more extra year at community college that would Mm -hmm. that would have been senior year for me this year so you know, it's one of one of those things. Like it's it's affected us also personally, and it's just so bizarre because we're all we're all going through this same thing together. No matter if you're a Globally. celebrity or yeah. you know, no matter what what I don't I just gave one example. Whether or not you're, <laughs> no a, celebrity. If you're a celebrity or everyone else <laughs> or everyone else. But seriously, you know, like you know, you're a celebrity, you're a frontline worker, you're you're a businessman, you're I don't why did I say businessman plural businessman. You're, um, I don't know. Or a businesswoman. You're a businesswoman, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a musician, you know, like it's it's affected us all so personally. And even if you aren't directly affected by it, you know, the people that you're like, for instance, that you'd be working with at your job would be affected by it. So that in turn affects you. It's just crazy how like, that is how global this has been. I think crazy. Is there any country that hasn't really been affected by this? Is there like some country? There are like, some that haven't been out? affected as much. But I, I don't know the stats, honestly, on like anyone that has no cases or anything like that. I know Hawaii didn't have any for a while. Yeah. Which if I was governor of Hawaii, I would have 
like shut down all the planes. Like, all right, <laughs> keeping it here. We're done. Yep. But uh, no, I mean, for me, you know, it's just it's it's inter- it's affected school. It's affected obviously my job. Mm-hmm. As a waiter, I like, can't do that anymore. So had to kind of reevaluate that. Did get my stimulus check, which apparently nice. is like. They got it. They did a really good job getting those out. It's like eighty oh, yeah. percent of people, something like that. Seventy, eighty percent of people have gotten. Yeah, already. especially the people that they were able to do direct deposit for. Right. If you I think dialed, that that right. system was very smooth. A lot of people are having trouble with checks. Oh yeah, right. Because if you if you have to get a mail to you, that would take a little bit longer. Exactly. But the so, direct deposit has been working, and so there's got there's mine. Thankfulness there. Didn't quite get as much as y'all because I'm not married. And you don't have a kid. And I don't have a kid. And get that sweet little bonus. <laughs> was that what twenty four hundred for married? Uh, yeah, it's twenty four hundred. Five hundred per, per kid or something like that. That's right. Yeah, the twenty four hundred for a married couple plus five hundred for each gig. kid. Gig. Yeah, it's very. Ooh, neighbors going outside. It's James. They're coming for us. <laughs> they found they us know somehow. <laughs> It's so hard to even talk about, you know. Like, how do you approach a subject what I was, that's what I, so big? What I was kind of wondering about, because I, because I was going to do an internship with the FBI, which we can get into that tangent if you want to. Talk yeah, absolutely. Them. So, um, but but before I before we do that, if we do, um, then my secondary backfall option was the marshals, which also got canceled because of Corona. But why not both? Why not both? I'm just kind of I'm just kind of interested to see. I wonder, like, after all this is done, the the stats that'll be published on what this has done to crime because it's really restricted movement, and whether or not you want to argue constitutionality isn't really the point. But I, I kind of wonder if that's had some sort of impact on drug trafficking or sex trafficking, even you know, yeah. the ability to move around so freely. My completely uneducated opinion <laughs> is that it would it would make sense for that to be significantly affected. I can't remember the country. But there was somewhere early on where the government was not not taking a firm stance whatsoever on right. quarantining and yes. and social isolation and all that. The mafia in the area started enforcing oh, wow. self-isolation. That's yeah. not the people you want enforcing that. No, no. But they were like, hey, guys, this is important. Stay we'll at home. Stay safe. We'll kill you if we see you out <laughs> yeah. in the street. Bust your kneecaps. I love the mafia, man. That's crazy. I watched, uh, I watched Goodfellas the other day. Thank Ooh, good movie. So good. The opening scene was so great. Oof. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I just really hope we don't have like a, a, a Spanish flu reoccurrence where it comes don't, back in the Don't do fall. that to the wall. I'm not, your wall is like, what is this? I don't know what it is. I, but whatever it is, is not going to be affected by my fingernails. No, no, <laughs> I'm not worried about the wall. I don't care about that. But you're making a noise that's going to be on the podcast oh, now. Oh, okay. You Sorry. idiot. I'm adding a little ambiance to the, <laughs> <No>. to the sound. <laughs> no. <laughs> adding a nice, it's, a, it's our new ASMR series. False. <laughs> False on every level. Tell me this. What are, because this, this is good. This is actually productive. Okay. What are your biggest takeaways from your experience thus far living through the coronavirus? About what? Anything. About, well, I mean, like what I've witnessed about like human nature or like no just like i mean it could be that it's whatever what i've learned though what has affected you the most what is what has changed you as a person like this is a historic uh, moment geez. this is significant in the, the history of the world right that's a really good question we've lived through some portion of it we don't know how much we lived through yet because it's not over. Right. How has it changed you in like one or three bullet points? Jeez, one, man. two, three bullet points? That's a really whatever. good question. I don't Thank know. Why don't you, you why don't you take the first stab at it here? Because I, I haven't thought so about it. So you can you can stall. I'm trying to no, I'm trying to mull it over, man. <laughs> mull it. 
Such a mullet. I think that on a, a primary level, it's increased a lot of my cynicism about the nature of government and control and power and all of that. Right. We've talked a little bit before about how I feel about all that stuff, but just seeing the way that it's been handled by most leaders right. and the way that it's so quickly politicized and turned into a political game is just extremely irritating to me. And I think that there's just, it's just painful. <laughs> yeah, it's become very politicized. Yeah, and it's, it's and it shouldn't be. It should be a bipartisan issue. It should. But especially in the States, we were so tribal in our thinking that it's just, it feels like it can't, the conversation can't be anything but that. And I'm so sick and tired of it. And it's really exacerbated that in a very serious way. It has nothing to do with any political tie. I really, I really feel very similarly about both of the main parties in the States. I would say um, it's been used by both sides as a weapon. I mean, pretty much exactly. to criticize either lack of response or the way in which the response <laughs> has been conducted. So yeah. it doesn't really matter which side you're, it's, you're on. It's just depressing, and the you would hope that something this serious and this universal would be something that we could unite around. But it and 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 to be fair, there are cases and places and events where that has been true, but it just feels like the overwhelming majority of instances is that of it being used and manipulated. Right. For the purposes of power and control, and it's... Do you think that that the powers that be are going to give up a lot of what they've taken as far as power, regardless of, again, getting into whether or not we believe it's right or not? Do you think that it's going to go back to normal in terms of the way they enforce stuff like this? Do you think it's like this big foot in the door, like some people are saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, as someone who's... Or do you care? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> the... Uh... You really like him making noises on this one. You're... That's, but I'm, I'm not talking. Yeah, but I, that, my mic can pick that up. Really? All the way over? Oh, yeah, totally. All the way 100%. on the other side of the couch? Definitely 100%. not right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> not cuddling? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not doing that. <laughs> Why would you even say that? I, just random example. <laughs> the uh, I think that like I, as someone who just established his own cynicism towards government, like it would be silly to say that. I don't think it's possible for the government to hold on to powers yeah, that they gained in an emergency in a time of emergency. I think it's plausible. Do you think? Do you, I I don't know. I just see a lot of friends that are talking about it being like the end of the world now. Like, oh no. I don't really see that now. Like the next step's gonna be martial law. We're gonna be yeah. forced to stay inside our houses and Much be tanks doubt. in the streets. Much doubt. I think that there are definitely there have definitely been examples of states overreaching in what they've required and how they've enforced it. But I mean, we're, we're the are we the first state to reopen? We're among the first. Well, I don't know fact, if we're technically the first. Yeah, Florida might actually beat us to it. We'll have the we'll have old George bump in yeah, and tell us. Sure. Many states started reopening around the same time. Texas among them. What makes Texas unique is just how fast the reopening is happening. Also, don't tell me what to do. The, I don't even remember what I was saying. You got me distracted. 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 What was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about like the the foot in the door, whether or not. It's... Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was saying. Is that there's definitely people that have overstepped and stuff that's not been ideal. But at the same time, I think something like this is exactly why, even as someone who's not a big fan of government, I think government is something that's necessary. 
Right. Because there come times like this where there's an issue that we need to address universally and we need to act as one. Right. And in that case, it is extremely helpful, if not entirely necessary, to have people that can make those steps and say, this is what we're doing. This is the plan. Right. That is, that is a necessary uh, function. I don't know. To me, like a lot of the just response has been so juvenile in terms of these people that are like, oh, well, it's almost like a kid that's you tell them just now now because you told them they can't do something, they, they want to do it or the other way around. It's like, well, you shouldn't have to tell us to stay home. And they're like, well, I think that's exactly what we have to do. Otherwise, you wouldn't stay home. So these same people that want to complain about, oh, well, the government's overstepping or overreaching. It's like, but you wouldn't stay home if they didn't tell you to stay home. <laughs> like, I, I'm speaking for myself, too. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, people say, oh, well, you know, it should be left to us to be responsible. I'm like, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith in, in general Absolutely humanity not. to do that. And that's the thing that I don't talk about much, but my, my cynicism towards government is double-edged. I'm not cynical about government because I think that the ultimate salvation is the, the unique individual and their ability to decide for themselves. People are stupid. Mm -hmm. People make dumbass decisions frequently. I think this corona situation would probably be way worse if it was just left to oh, the I individual agree. to decide what they wanted to do about it. And some people will probably say, well, that's just the way it is then. Like, that, that would be... No! <laughs> that's, that's that dangerous freedom that I think Thomas Jefferson talks about. Yeah. But I don't See, know. But that's the thing, though, is people misrepresent that, too, though. Because the whole reason that we're not a direct democracy is because the Founding Fathers were very open about the fact that they didn't think the masses were capable of making decisions. And right. that sometimes they made away. the wrong move. Right. The, the, the United States is not built on the majority is always right. right. We're a democratic <laughs> republic. Anakin, my allegiance is to the republic, to democracy. No, it's true. We're definitely not a democracy. Exactly. At all. So, yeah. That's why like people get all up in arms about, uh, they got all up in arms in 2016 about... Hillary winning the popular vote and oh, all this right. stuff. And I was like, yeah. this is the system. Right, we haven't changed this it. This is how it's always been. It would have been different if if uh, if Trump would have lost and then we would have changed, or Hillary would have won and then we changed it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if she would have won and that was the system. And we're like, oh, actually, we're going to change it this year to the electoral system. <laughs> it's like, we're not changing it because of the candidate it's who won. It's how it's, it's always been, been that way for 100 years. Because we don't, the people in a group all together, they do this thing called group thing. Yeah. Or even, you might call it a little bit scarier term, mob mentality. A group that big is never wrong. That's why it's called mob mentality, not mob stupidity. Just the word mob evokes such fairness and justice. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we kind of, I didn't, actually, this is the exact thing I didn't want to talk about was like the constitutionality and all that. <laughs> That's exactly what we Yeah, you up. spent this entire time talking Two about whether or not, classic, that we're not going to talk about it and now here we are talking about it. Classic team policy debater move. So, but anyway, back to like how it's affected me. Um, I mean, to me, I have seen a lot of those examples you're talking about of where you kind of want to lose faith in those around you. But I don't know, like I've heard a lot of encouraging stories, especially from Laura, my sister, Laura. Um, she works for this, basically works for Amazon. It's like a third party that contracts with Amazon, whatever. But just the amount of people she said that you will like, you'll put signs in the window for, you know, thank her or give her like, you know, uh, it's like gift or whatever when she comes to the door, that kind of thing. And so you see like those small, those small actions that humanity takes. Like these, you see like these videos, of like these parties that happen in like the high rises where everybody comes out on the floor. So it's like, I, I do definitely see the examples of uh, things that are these people being really, really stupid or still going out, you know, and partying, getting together in big groups to protest, whatever. 
your views are on that. I'm, I, it's not mine to judge. But <laughs> I think that there are equal there are equal examples of humans being, you know, truly amazing coming together to create incredible things. I don't know if you saw that. You said yes theory, the recent thing on like the living room battle or whatever. I saw it in my feed, but I didn't or living watch room it. trivia, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically they had like all these super talented people do these. You had to do it within your like a big room in your home, and they basically had everybody vote on who they thought was the most talented, give them like a hundred thousand dollars or something. But dang, it's just really cool to see that type of that type of behavior from um, society come together. But. I mean, all my all my managers really at Cracker Barrel too were super cool about the whole situation and really mm. treated us well through throughout all of it. So, I'd say you know what it definitely affected me. I always saw like the good side in even the people who were coming in to the restaurant towards the end, towards the end, so like the, the, the end. freaking world. But they were they were they all treated us really really well, and it was almost like um, I don't know. It's almost like it's brought us closer in a way. To me, is the way that I felt. I felt almost more connected to even like strangers because it's like we we all realize again, like we talked about before, like this universal effect. Like it's really yeah. bizarre. It's like not a single person on this planet, I'm sure, has been unaffected except maybe remote wilderness or jungle or something. And that's where I want to be. So that's like so that's the other side. Be of in the it. jungle. Yeah. Exactly. The because there's the one side, you know, if we're talking about how it's changed us, there's the one side that really has definitely made me more cynical. Um, like just to see, did you see the clips of the the kids out on the beach for spring break? Uh, I mean, I saw like a, there were a couple sure of I saw a viral. Couple clips. Yeah. yeah. If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. Like the bars and restaurants are closed, but we'll find ways out for it. Like, those people are, like, caricatures. <laughs> like, they don't even seem like real humans to Chads. me. Chads. Like, the Chads of the world. I get that they're uh, stereotyping movies and, like, memes and mm. jokes and all that. But legitimately, a lot of... So many people that I've seen, whether in interviews or in their writing or whatever, just from this situation, are people that if before all this... You told me, you you were like, hey, here's my script or here's my movie or here's my book. And you wrote what they said down and what they thought (laughs) down. I'd be like, hey, maybe tone it down. That's a little unrealistic. No one thinks that way. Right. And there it is for real in front of me. I'm like, I don't know how to process this. Yeah, I know. Right. That's a good point. But I want to caveat that by saying that the other side of it is that it has, well, it's made me more cynical as a result of that, a direct reaction to that it's also made me it's made me want to find the positive more to to seek that out and like i would i would much rather be in a place like what you're talking about of of really i don't know just emphasizing i guess more the good that's happening and in my own local community like i like i talk a lot about it a lot for the shows that i do for in in my local community in hunt county sure. about a lot of the good stuff that's going on and that's all totally sincere i mean every word of it but it's just when i zoom out to the state level to the national level heaven forbid the global level <laughs> it's just there's so much and it feels overwhelming but i really want to be focused on that positivity and i want to be as someone who likes to make things and put things out in the world i want to be focused on how i can contribute to that positivity and I don't know how I have no idea what what my contribution to that looks like but it has given me kind of a I was gonna say a renewed focus but I don't think it's a focus that was really there at all before this right so I would say a completely new a focus shift, paradigm shift yeah 
and like just the importance of that in spreading realistic optimism is yes. what I would call it. And that's the real thing, not because you see a lot of like this this veneer optimism from like mainstream net news networks and mm-hmm. stuff. They talk about the positive for ten seconds and then they go into telling you why you should be scared for your life and everyone's <laughs> die, everyone's gonna die, you know. Yeah. It's been cool to see stuff like you see like John Krasinski's some good news. Yes. Good evening everybody, even though it is very clearly the afternoon and welcome to SGN. Stuff like that, where it's like we're gonna actually talk about real people, real situations. He's like reaching out to these actual people, doing the uh, getting the whole Hamilton cast together to sing for that girl. Like cool stuff like that. It's like okay, that, this is this is real, and there's there's a lot of good examples of of, of good faith and good good humanity. But um, yeah, no, it's it, you have to be careful not to not to take that uh, that perspective in terms of like if you look at the. Uh, I don't know. For me, like when I look at the national scale, I definitely get disappointed. So I try to like I try to keep the focus small as I can. Yeah. But so if I was to put put a button on this, put a button on this topic, mm-hmm. I would say that as is very clearly evidence from like the first twenty minutes of us talking about this, I am very in a in a broad philosophical like just comprehension level. I am overwhelmed. Yeah. By this. I don't know how to process it. I don't know where to begin. It's it's just gigantic and huge. And I think a lot of people are talking about it like it's not. Right. And like it, they're trying to minimize it and say that it's no big deal and all this stuff. And I think no matter who you are, no matter what you think about the way the government's handled it or quarantine or the economy or any of that, I think we should all be able to agree that this is a massive thing. And I don't know. I just... It's... It, it overwhelms me. And then simultaneously, on the personal level, mm-hmm. aside from not really being able to to hang out with my friends like I normally would, yeah. or, you know, I wasn't able to go back to Austin and visit my family on Easter like I normally would, stuff right. like that, right. uh, which is honestly more of an inconvenience than it is, I would say, any real pain. Yeah, for sure. I, I was bummed that I didn't get to see him, but you know what? When this is over, I'll go visit them, regardless right. of whether or not that's a holiday, and it'll be fine. I'll get that time. But even, but even that, you know, we talk, I talk about me not really being affected as much. That should be the easy thing, right? You know, I just talked about being overwhelmed. This should be the easy, like, oh, yeah, I haven't really been affected that much. It's actually right. been pretty good. I've had a good time. The, but then even that, that thought, instead of just being this nice little solace, balloons out into me thinking about, all of the people who have been screwed over by this, whether it's having a loved one oh, die yeah. or or be um, negatively affected by the virus itself, or all the people, the millions and millions and millions of people that are out of work, who are financially destitute and who have no idea what they're going to eat next. You know, the, the potential famine that we have coming our way as a result of the food chain being sure. disrupted. Like, it all balloons out into that. So then I can't even find solace there. And that's what ultimately it's, leads me to where where we ended up, which is, well, all of this leads me to cynicism. And I, I've, I mean, I've had like bouts of not not super serious depression or anything throughout yeah. my life. But, you know, I occasionally just get just melancholic. Bleh. Yeah. Melancholic. Yeah. That's a good that's a good word for it. Um, and I've definitely felt not that. Not that he's a mellow, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Opposite sides, both equally fun to say. Oh yeah, 
just very different meanings. Try it out at home. <laughs> All together. Don't take now. our word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's definitely been a been a part of this. And I think on some level, you know, there's a very real chance that I would be dealing with it and I'd be having bouts of it throughout this quarantine, even without quarantine, because right. it's just something that's always been a part of me. But I definitely think that it's exacerbated by these thoughts and by just the the hugeness of this issue. And that's where I think it's important for me to recognize how this is not good for my cynicism, mm. for my pre-existing cynicism, right. and then to use that as an impetus and kind of a an incitement to positivity. And that's kind of where I end kind up on Turn it on its head. Where would you say you're at right now in that process? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty cynical about a lot of it, and on some level, that will remain true. But... I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how that will evolve or how it will change. I just know that I will be pursuing positivity. I just touched my mic. Nice. Dumb. And I recognize that I have no idea what that looks like. Pursuing positivity. Yeah. Pursuing, just in general, or you mean? And pursuing. To be clear, again, like, I think the perfect word for it really is realistic optimism. I want. Right. I want to be an optimist well, that is informed by reality and concrete information there's as much not, as possible there's not a i mean a healthy level of cynicism isn't a bad thing i mean that's that's like part of a personality trait i was even thinking about because you're talking about being an ambivert earlier like taking personality traits a lot of those types of questions are on the quiz about like your level of cynicism and your level of uh whether or not you are prone to see something half full half empty so that's not a negative trait necessarily a lot of those are just variations of personalities so Pursuing as much positivity as you can is good, but like you're, I mean, trying to eliminate cynicism completely from your personality. Yeah, like I'm not trying to convince myself right. that all of the bad things that I'm seeing just aren't there. Right, right, right. For sure. For I sure. definitely think they're there, but I think there's a healthier way to approach it than I am. So you're trying to figure that you're working. Through I'm that. trying to figure that out. Yeah, that's I mean, perfect it's not, for that. I mean, that's what we're. That's what this show is exactly. about. It's it's perfect for this show, but yeah. it's also unsatisfying for me in that like I want to be able to just come out and say like you went the and This is the answer, right? But I have no idea. That's the whole point of this, though. So I guess you can take satisfaction in the sense that this fits, this dovetails very nicely into our show and what we're here for. That's great. Do you have anything and maybe more? Some, maybe someone else out there. Is, I mean, I'm not not maybe. I'm, I don't know. In our pool of listeners, maybe there's, there's someone. But yeah. there's definitely people out there that are that would somewhere. I, that would, uh, and maybe they'll stumble across this and they'll be my new best friend. Maybe one year, twenty years from now, <laughs> <laughs> they'll find this episode. Oh my gosh! But you go, have ahead. Any, go ahead. No, no. We're gonna, well, I was going to ask what you were going to say <laughs> about what I was going to say. What were you going to say about what I was going to say before I interrupted what you said with what I said? Yeah, exactly. What I was going to say before you interrupted what I was going to say uh, uh, with what you were going to say. Wow. That was aggressive. That Should was I too, keep that in? I don't know. I'm the one editing this. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe I'm the one editing this. Maybe you fell through. The The thing that I was going to say was just do you have any, do you have anything to add on to that? Any contributions to kind of wrap us up on this? Oh, you're already ready to wrap up? We've been going for about an hour, dude. 51 minutes. Yeah, we get, we still got a wrap up to do. That's true. We still got a conclusion. This do I have anything? I, do I really? Do we really? Do either of us really give straight answers on? I mean, we, I feel like I got to a, a very good place with it. I really like where I ended up. That's kind of how it's affected you personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't know that we really got anywhere with where you're at on it. I don't. I mean, the thing is, like, I don't really know that it's affected me in, in like a deep way like that necessarily. I think it's. I mean, it, it definitely gives you pause and makes you think about who you are. And kind of like a funny example was this, like memes of people that's like, oh, that all these attractive people are figuring out they don't have personalities, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, okay, I actually have to, I actually have to put in some effort to these relationships. 
which is not, I'm not referring to myself, but I'm just saying like in terms of it's definitely caused people to have to turn inwards, even the extroverts and be like, what, what am I really thinking about this? What's really going on? What do I really, what do I really think about all this? How much, how do, how well do I really know my friends, what people were friends and what people were just hanging out? Cause it was just something to do. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, for me, I don't know how many people that I hung out with before this, I will after, frankly. You know, not that they were like bad friends or something, but it's just like you just realize some people are are um, some people are essential and some yeah, people I are guess non essential. So. I guess that's the best way to say it. I was trying to think of a good way to say it. That's probably the best you way to drop in your non essential friends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you know, I don't know. It's just it's kind of interesting. It kind of kind of makes you tighten your circle a little bit, I guess. But uh, I am looking forward to hanging out with a lot of them that I haven't had a chance to because if they've all been uh, in quarantine, like everybody quarantined else. up, so. Um, but no, I've kind of seen the good side and, and all this. I think it might've been cause my, my job was different from yours. And so I kind of got, I kind of got to see the front, the front lines for a little bit before the job got cut. So, um, and then kind of living vicariously through Laura and my mom, who's, um, does like, uh, caretaking. So mm. she, she sees a lot of that too. Yeah. And while there is a lot of fear, you know, and a lot of angst, I would say I would, um, I've seen a lot of, a lot of good in people over the last couple of weeks last couple of months that that is encouraging to me so yeah that i wouldn't have seen before and i've also talked to a lot of people that i wouldn't have before too during this whole thing because you kind of social media in a way is kind of separated us but i would say through this it's really nice because it it connects us when we're all distant oh yeah so i would say it's kind of interesting people like talk about the the downsides of social media a lot and i've um i've actually gotten a lot out of my social media these past couple weeks. Absolutely. So I think it has almost a reverse effect in a situation like this. It's kind of interesting. And there's a lot of it that's, you know, it's not necessarily relevant to, to our show here, but there's a lot of it that's purely academically interesting. Like what are the long-term effects on technology on, yeah. on like for me personally, I'm super interested to see how the, the movie industry is going to evolve. Right. Cause this. you can't do theaters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff that's, that's going to have point. to change. Um, and there's already been huge changes made. So it's a. Uh, everything just goes online, right? Well, a lot of it's gone on VOD, and there was a lot of talk because most most studios just bumped their releases back. Right. But um, the the big thing that happened recently was that Trolls World Tour they released just purely VOD, and they made a ton of money. Dang! So now theaters are thinking about like, is this a viable business model? I mean, right. if you don't have to pay. If you don't have to pay a theater yeah. to to show your movie and you can make just as much money sure. going directly to streaming, then that makes way more sense for them. Is VOD like a um, like a pay per view type of thing? Yeah, video on demand. So like okay. if you rent something on Amazon, that's VOD. Gotcha. Okay. Which already exists. I mean, the the, the infrastructure is there. Exactly. It's just the before it was movies would come out in theaters. It takes a minute to get them. Exactly, yeah. and then a couple months later, right. depending on the movie, they would be on VOD. Or and now they're talking about later, maybe we'll do months. it same time you know yeah. it'll come out on vod and in theaters at the same time or something like that i say why not i mean there's a lot of people that don't i mean even when theaters were open they just don't like to go yeah they would watch it at home so i would say if you they want to do that let them do it there's a lot of evolution that i'm okay with i think the biggest thing that i'm nervous about and would be sad to see that i unfortunately i think is very likely is that you know as theater screens become fewer and there's more people going to VOD and fewer people going to physical theaters, that the only options in theaters will be the blockbusters. Right. So if I want to go to the movies, I have to watch the latest Your Marvel Avengers, movie yeah. or the latest Fast and the Furious or sure. the 
Disney live action remake or something, <laughs> maybe a Pixar movie if I'm lucky. Yeah. But the indie movies that I love that I would rather be watching, I won't be able to watch in the theater anymore. Such a hipster. And that would make me really really depressed. If it grosses over three million, you're not interested. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I love it when the movies I love make money because most of them don't. Right. So like when they're making bank, I'm like, heck something like yeah. Parasite or something does really well. Parasite doing really well made me incredibly happy. Was that an indie movie? It was a, it wasn't indie, but it was, it wasn't like a, it was a foreign film. Yeah, it was. It so it wasn't American like, it too, wasn't yeah. a Hollywood movie. Yeah, right. It wasn't, was it Korean? Uh, South Korean, yeah. South Korean? Well, yeah. North Korea is not making movies. <laughs> I mean, they might be, but we would never know. <laughs> Their technology is like all 30 years behind, probably. I wonder uh, if Kim Jong-un's alive. Apparently, he just did like a ribbon cutting or some kind of ceremony. Oh, well, if it's really so, him, I guess. Uh, maybe. Maybe they cloned him. Maybe that's what was going that on. Seems a little weird. That whole thing was weird. It was bizarre. Anyway. Well, I'm glad that you're in a good place with it. Yeah. And I, I hope I, I get there, too. I think that's a good COVID episode, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I like it. Cheers to that. I like it. Cheers. Ready to wrap up? What a segue. Just barely dodged an existential crisis. What do we What do we got for wrap up today? Austin, f- you for not inviting me <laughs> to your party. Good I don't care up. if it was a surprise or not. It's important uh, wrap up right there. So we're no longer friends. Um, <laughs> and he'll never know. Speaking of the bad in humanity, this. it's been brought out <laughs> through this whole crisis. <laughs> this is Freaking the real. Austin. This is the real evil in humanity. Austin. This one brought. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Gonna have to bleep out his last name now. Um, what else do we need to talk about? We pretty much covered everything. Hope you all enjoyed yeah. our new jingle. Uh, yes. You can find me at Real James King on Instagram and Snapchat. I'm also doing a little bit more on YouTube. So, ooh. If you want to find me there? You'll probably have to put the link because there's, there, yeah. there's a lot of James Kings. So, yeah. I've done a couple couple videos. Lately. Link in the show notes. Check link it out. Show notes. So check me out. What have you put anything up? Lately, uh, I did an old debate round actually, but that uh, was the one with Laura because we don't really have one of uh, you and I. We have the audio of uh, you and I, that's about it. Actually, your mom, I think your mom has the audio round about that. Oh, we dominated that round, I know it was great. That would have been like that's like a slaughtered if I was like going, you know, how like athletes do like a, a highlight reel, yeah, that would have been like mine. I don't even know if we could use that though because it, it it's we crushed them so, it's so bad, it's almost like it almost looks like we're just like beating up babies. It's yeah, like, kind of true. Maybe like bullies, it's like you're dunking on kindergartners. Yeah. They were so but they bad, were, they were the same experience, they were all we were, and they had but they both they had were just years. really shitty debaters. Gosh, <laughs> man, that was just embarrassing. I'm well, that was to the point where it's like almost like should we lay off a little bit yeah it's like <laughs> no they can have a point and nah. then we're like no nah, let's do it this take it away fun. take your point away Ugh. that was the regionals too i think we were so we yeah. were so tired of the tough rounds we just took it out on them it was brutal um but where can they where can the people find you q uh if you go to quintanary.com you can see everything i'm working on you can see my social media check it out there's a lot going on there actually i've been i've been putting quite a bit of time into it lately and i'm uh i'm really I'm moving forward in big ways. Nice. Big ways. Big moves. Big moves after this whole thing's over. Yeah, dude. Cool. It's exciting. I'm uh, I'm hyped. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah. Anything else we need to say? Um, no. Oh, follow the show. We plugged ourselves. And we oh, didn't right. Plug the show. Yeah, yeah. We can we follow can at zero 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 podcast. Right. Everywhere on all platforms. Do it. Facebook. It's great. Twitter. James is officially managing Instagram. our social media. We don't have Snapchat, but whatever. Yeah, that's you can fine. get us on everything that matters. Spotify. James is officially managing our social I'm, media. I'm turning over a new leaf. What's today? Tomorrow is the start of a new week. Beautiful. Depending on, depending on whether or not you can. He's going to be putting time in. We're going to have posts every day. But like, you guys got to engage with us too. Like, we want to. We want to hear from. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, even and like, legitimately, not even like a, a bit or a guilt trip. 
we genuinely want to hear from you and we have a good we have a solid base we we're talking about this earlier we have a really solid but small base and there's nothing wrong with that but if you're someone who listens to every episode uh, we know you exist we see the numbers right we want to hear we know from where you. you are yeah. generally not your exact address <laughs> we know what city you're in we know what vague location you're in and we know what kind of smartphone you use right okay but we, we genuinely want to hear from you and if you like what we're doing Tell a friend. Let them know yeah. what's going on and yeah, spread the word. We really want to build this. And if there's something that we could be doing to make this better for you, then let us know. I'm sure there probably is. <laughs> yeah. They're almost, so tell us. Exactly. There almost definitely is. And we are happy to provide that. That's the whole point of this show. Exactly. So let us know what we could do to make this show better for you. We would love to hear from you. Love to have that conversation. James is going to handle all that. Yep. And it's going to be talk to bomb. Me. Come talk to me. Don't send me any weird stuff. No okay. Weird pictures. Now we've now we've handled it. Okay. Peace out. Peace out from commerce. Good, Good night, night baby Q. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.